Everybody, it is Tuesday evening. This is Off Our Game Podcast. It's the best little sports show that you haven't heard of. We do our best to be regular guys to bring regular sports and an entertaining hour and a little bit of personality all wrapped into one. I have two awesome gentlemen. I am Brandon Sosa tonight, joining with Kerry Mullins. What's up, Mullins? Not much, man. How's it going, brother? Uh, you know, it's been a week so far uh, already. It's already Tuesday. Cook, what's going on? This is Brian Cook, everybody. What's going on, Cook? Not a whole lot, man. Ready to get rolling. Yeah? You ready to talk some sports? I'm, I'm ready to hit this like the UFC. Oh, dude. Walk-off knockout. Oh, man. Nope. All right, Amanda Nunes. No. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, no, no, no. She did not get a knockout. No, she did not, actually. So, uh, what's going on? Tell me what's going on, guys. What happened since the last time we talked? I think Nunez would whoop my ass. I don't want anything to do with her. Yeah, you know, she would probably. She would be. She would be scared to approach probably. So, what's going on, man? What's the word? Uh, you know, we're getting ready for the uh, the birthday this week. Uh, the the six year old on Thursday. So that's all yeah. we talk oh, about yeah. all day long, every day. Is how many days to my birthday? What am I getting for my birthday? <laughs> yeah. What are we getting I, for my birthday? I want a million dollars in V bucks. Is what I was told today. Ooh, oh, wow. is that? Uh, you know, that's nope. Sorry, Fortnite. that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen, huh? How yeah, much will gonna, you give him? Uh, I think he's going to get something like 10,000 V-Bucks is what he's getting. Okay. As part can of his a, gift. Can you do a lot with that? I don't, I don't know what that, I don't know what that yeah, means. Yeah, it's quite a bit. It's like $50 worth of V-Bucks. Okay. Uh, so you can do quite a bit with it. We're going to do that. We're going we're gonna to eat some Costco licks. That's what he wants. And then uh, usually for his birthday, we go out to the beach, but we're not going to the beach this year. Okay. Because uh, so, we always go to the beach and then go to the dolphin tour and all that kind of stuff. But we're not doing that this year. We're just going to kind of chill here at the house and Kind of the thing with on the house is when it's your birthday, you get to pick what's on TV. You get to pick what everybody watches. So you'll be uh, yeah. making everybody sit downstairs watching him play Fortnite, I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Should be I like it. Well, right. what's going on since last time we talked, man? What's going on with you? Oh, man, not much or nothing. Just uh, just working and and trying to keep uh, keep things straight around here. Yeah. So, yeah, you, so, so how do your interviews go, man? Uh, I am just waiting for callbacks now. Everything went good and just waiting for callbacks now. So I'm waiting on three different ones. Uh, one already sent me an offer and I'm trying to hold off as long as possible to hear from the other two before I formally accept. So I'm hoping I hear something at least before, you know, Thursday. I mean, by Thursday, I should say by Thursday so that I can formally accept things on Friday. So we'll see how cool. it goes. So nice. um, that's going pretty well. Um, Got to leverage outside, against each other. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So, uh, other than that, you know, some family stuff going on and just, I'm ready for all this pandemic thing to just really finally be done. And I just want things to be normal. If that makes sense. I just want things to be normal all the time now. So they officially told us today, they've been rumoring it officially told us that we are officially closed until the middle of September, man, officially, huh? Officially. And then they'll reassess yeah. the beginning of September for the rest of the session. Mullins, what have they told you? Uh, We're phasing back in. Um, So by the end of this month, they'll start allowing more people back into the offices. Uh, But it's not going to be until August when the students get back before um, most people will be back in offices. And even then, they're like, if you're in a high risk category, um, it's up to you whether you want to come in or not. So... So it's like you come in, have they said they're going to make you use vacation time or anything? Or are they just like, nope. you can continue to work? Remotely? Work from home. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you can do your job from home. Uh, which I've heard some folks already said that, you know, like uh, if you choose to not come in, that's cool, but you're going to have to use your vacation time to cover that time. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, if, it, if we had people that could not do their job outside of the office, then yeah, they would have to do that. But just about everybody that works in my building, they can do their stuff at home. It, it's mm. not that real, real big of an issue. Um, Cause we don't have students um, in my department. So we don't deal with any of that. So it's, uh, it's a lot easier for us. Oh, Welcome to the code. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny. Okay. So I'll tell you a little short story and then we'll jump right into our quick hitters. Okay. So uh, for the past year, we have been saving money to go on a trip to Puerto Rico, right? Initially we were going to try to go somewhere in the Caribbean because uh, that's just where, you know, it's just going to be easy to go to fly Southwest out of Houston. Right. Yeah. We're going to go somewhere in the Caribbean. Well, I needed to get my passport renewed. I started that process in December, thinking that by July wouldn't be a problem, right? Well, everything hitting the way it did, everything is backed up. I'm not going to get my passport in time to go to the Caribbean. So we changed it to Puerto Rico so we could fly to Puerto Rico. Uh, long story short, the Natalie's work is going to make her quarantine herself when they, she gets back for 14 days. So they're going to make her use her sick days because – they may automatically quarantine her, even though she may not have a temperature, she may not have anything. They're quarantine her for two weeks. So not only does yeah. we get to go back for she gets off for a week, but when she comes back, she gets to use sick pay for two more weeks. So there you go. So she's taking a three week vacation. <laughs> she gets a three week Sweet. vacation. Holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> I, about that. I know, right? Man. As long as you I have know. the time. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That would be the problem if you didn't have the time. Like, well, forget that crap. Yeah. Well, she's got like five hundred hours plus of sick time, so it's not a problem at all. There so, you go. Five hundred hours. So she went from having a one week vacation, or you know, whatever, to basically a three week vacation. She's like, you know, I'll there. quarantine for the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no joke. I could take off from now till Christmas if you want me to. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's jump into our quick hitters. Topic number one, okay, according to Dallas Morning News, Mr. Michael Irvin, former of the Dallas Cowboys, came out and said that he wanted to extend Dak Prescott, had been campaigning for him, and to give him back pay uh, at a bargain over the, over the first four years of, career, of his career. According to him, Dak has everything, and he has one. What are your thoughts on this, Mullins? Because you're a Cowboys fan, so you go first. That's the craziest thing I ever heard. Irvin apparently is still on cocaine or something. I don't understand <laughs> this at all. That dude. That dude. Uh, look, Prescott has been impressive his his first four years. No doubt about it. He's been playing okay. good ball, but he still has not won when it counts. Okay. So to say you should pay him back pay because Cowboys got a steal. I mean, he got drafted in the fourth round. They're paying him, I think it was like 2.9 million for the four years. Yes. Dirt cheap. Mm -hmm. But that's the name of the game. I mean, and that's how it ends up. So to say he needs back pay is just ridiculous. You know, technically Dak hasn't had a losing season. You know, the worst he's had so far is eight and eight. Okay, so he is 40 and 24 technically over his time with the Cowboys. So it's not bad. I mean, you're talking about 16 games above 500. Does that change your opinion at all? No. Has he won the Super Bowl? No. No. Okay. That's, that's, how, that's how many the end of story. How many playoff points does he have? Just one? One. 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 Yeah. Isn't that the Wait, same one. as wrong? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that your point? Are you done with that, with that, with that question right there? I was just, I'm just shocked by that. <laughs> and, and Romo got – Jack squat his first four years too. So, so 
Yeah, well, that, my, my, my thought on this whole thing is you don't give him any back pay. Come on, it's part of the system of the NFL, right? You fall into a, a slot, you get paid what you get paid, you play the contract out, you negotiate what you need to negotiate on your next contract. You know, you're stuck with what you got when you come into the league. That's what it is. Yep. Okay. Okay, so, he doesn't, so you don't think he deserves back pay? No, there's no back pay. He's not going to get any back pay. The NFL has it in place where if you outplay your performance, your rookie contract at the end of each season, they have those bonuses they pay out. They do, yes. So, I mean, he's, he's gotten a couple of those checks already. So, don't, be, don't you know, cry me a freaking river, man. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't hear anybody saying Mahomes deserves back pay. Yeah. He exactly. won a Super Bowl. He won a freaking Super Bowl and an MVP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever, man. So, okay, well, I'm done with this question, too, because I don't think he deserves uh, the pay we talked about before, nor does he deserve back pay. And Michael Irvin, I appreciate the guy. I love him. I'm a Cowboys fan, too, but you got to say out of this one. All right, quick hitter number two. NHL is ready to play. NASCAR is back. NFL is, has a plan as far as uh, concerns going forward. NBA is back as well. Soccer is being played in most of the parts of the world. Uh, that being said, you know, Major League Baseball still doesn't have their same stuff together. Players and have and owners have countered back and forth. The last counter was 76 games with a cut in pay. Is Major League Baseball going to get their stuff together? Cook, what do you think? Man, I saw this afternoon a couple of things I saw. I saw that the, uh, the Players Association countered back with 89 games um, at, to the owners' 76 games. Mm-hmm. And I also heard something very interesting today that I didn't realize. What's that? Players have really don't have any leverage in this at all. They can't strike. I know that sounds no. weird to say, but they can't strike because it would be deemed an illegal strike and it would violate the CBA and forfeit their, their rights going forward. So they would be just totally hammered to the wall by the owners if they, if they do try it. So um, at this point, it's a shut up and play ball. Yeah. In my opinion, if, if, you know, if they, they gave you an offer, they gave you 50 games, said we weren't going to do anything more. And then they came back and said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll meet you halfway and we'll do 76. Now your greedy ass wants 89. You know, um, they've already met you halfway, in my opinion. Shut up and play ball at 76. Okay. Ballas? Yeah, they, they just – they've got to get this going. I mean, everybody else is playing. So, are getting ready to play. They're getting their stuff in, in order and lining things out while these guys are still squabbling over a few games. 76, 89, come on. That's absurd. That's 13 games. That's 13 games. And – You've got to finish this thing as early as possible in the fall because what if, if New York, the Yankees are back in it again, and you take this thing into November, you might have to call some games because of snow. Yeah. You've got to get this wrapped up. You know, the way I feel about it completely is the fact that at this point, I'm done. At this point, if uh, I'm done with Major League Baseball, uh, they have not say lost me as a fan forever, but they've lost me as a fan for this season right now. Well, I kind of keep track of it. If the accuracy thing going, I probably will because I'm a sports person. But overall, yeah, I'm 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 kind of done with these guys because it's ridiculous. They haven't even, they haven't solved the you know what they're going to do, where they're going to play. They haven't solved what they're going to do for their testing. They haven't solved any of the other strategic things that they have to get done. So now you're saying we can't even agree on games, much less everything else that's going on. So Major League Baseball. I'm not going to bring you up anymore on this podcast until actually he sees some results. I know that much. <laughs> so quick hitter number three, Zion yeah. Williamson's former marketing agent, Gina Ford, has accused the Pelican superstar of accepting illicit benefits from Adidas, Nike, and Duke itself before committing to play for the Blue Devils, which, you know, this is probably normal stuff. Florida Court of Appeals ruled Thursday that Zion will have to answer questions under oath regarding – oh, will not have to answer, excuse me, uh, questions under oath regarding payments from Duke. Should Zion have to answer, Mullins? Yes. Ooh, okay. 
Okay. Yeah. Even though he might have yes. been a minor then, he might have been a minor then. He might have been under eighteen. He's. He, it's still it's 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 fraudulent activity or not fraudulent. It's illegal activity, especially when it concerns you know players get being paid or you know getting special benefits. So yeah, he, he's got to talk. Okay. Cook. Is it is it illegal or against the rules? That's that's the question. Oh, for me. here we go. If Thanks. it's against the rules, all right, Bill Clinton. So. Then I broke the rules. If it's illegal, Bubba, you know, Bubba. Bubba. All right, Bubba. you know, it depends. You know, what's your definition of illegal and against the rules? I mean, if he violated a law, then sure, I think he has to he has to spill his guts out. Uh, if he, if not, and it's just a matter of whether he broke the NCAA rules. I don't know. I don't know how you can force him unless the court says you got to answer the question. And right now they're saying you don't. So I wouldn't say a thing. You know I'd what? Like to know. The, uh, this is how I feel about this thing. The NCAA has no backbone to stand on this. Okay. Oh. They have no backbone. They pick and choose who they actually want to penalize and who they want to hurt. And very, either the player or the institution, if they were consistent across the board, you know, if they were just like, you know, hammered everybody that violated it, I'd be like, you know what? This guy has to answer. They have been consistent across the board. Anybody that does anything always gets in trouble. They've got to do it. But because they don't and they get SFA gets in trouble, but people like Texas, does not get in trouble for some of the crap that they pull? Because you know they pull crap in Texas, okay? At USC, Ohio State. You know these guys pull out all the big things for all these recruits. And the SFA over in Nacogdoches, Texas, over in the Piney Woods, is going to get a postseason suspension, but nobody else gets anything with their hands slapped. You know, Oklahoma State gets something. Like, come on, Oklahoma State's going to get something? No. I would love for him to answer, personally. That's just me. But does he, should he? No, because the NCAA has no leg to stand on as an institution itself. So they are bogus no, to I me. I would love to see Duke get smacked. I would love to see Duke just get smacked with some sort of, you know, scholarship reduction or suspension from postseason play. I would love oh. to see. They would, but Coach yeah. K is such a huge advocate for these guys. I mean, I don't say that he like goes out and says NCAA is great. What I mean is that he's a good face for the, for college basketball. Sure. So he just, they're not going to slap him down. It's not going to happen. But I would so, love to see it take place. Oh, I know. Me too. Yep. All right, let's get into the main event of things, guys. Okay, so we got some topics we're going to hit tonight. UFC 250 was this past weekend. Had some good fights. I didn't get to catch all of them. Uh, got the undercard. I didn't get a chance to get to the main events. I read about it, but they were good. Uh, Mullins. So what are your overall thoughts of UFC 250? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, entertaining. Uh, and, you know, when you got to the main event uh, with Nunez, it went um, it went the full rounds. So I was kind of surprised about that. I thought Nunez was going to knock her out early. Um, yeah. But Spencer can take a hit. Man, that girl took a beating. And, and she st- kept coming. And, I mean, and she took a beating against Cyborg, too. So it's really kind of impressive. She's gone ten rounds with two of the toughest punchers in the in MMA, and you know never got knocked out. How she did yeah. that, I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> I'm not going to steal the the phrase from Cook, but he, it's uh, it was amazing. Um, some of the other ones, though, um, what was that fighter's name? Uh, Garbrandt. Yeah, I don't know if y'all saw the replay of his punch. Holy crap. That was devastating. That was yes. a, a duck and a out of nowhere punch. Uh, and then O'Malley, it, you know, his walk-off knockout was awesome too. And that one yeah. was quick. That was just, you know, less than two minutes into the round, round one. Yeah. So it has some good stuff, uh, some some 
chokeouts and in some really good fights. So I was impressed with it. Yeah, I tell you what, the, the, the fight though, that's the or the punch I should that not that I still love is the Naganos when he came out against uh, Overeem. Oh man, that punch, yeah. dude! That anybody else that you know didn't have a solid neck, their that hair, that head probably wasn't flying. Right. Uh, anyway, anyway, Cook, did you have some overall thoughts about UFC 250? Yeah, man. You know, and I'll carry alluded to it, but uh, you know, I very much thought this Nunez for Spencer was uh, Creed against uh, Apollo or Apollo Creed against uh, Balboa, man. <laughs> I mean, he just she just beat the dog crap out of that woman the whole fight, man, and she just kept coming, just yeah. kept beating her, man. It was incredible. It really was. I was I was impressed with her jaw, man. She was, uh, yeah, that's that's a tough person right there. I don't care if she's woman, male, whatever. That that was amazing. The Garbrandt though, that knockout to me, that dude, that duck and come up with that right hook, man, was was yeah, devastating. it was beautiful. That, that dude it was. was out on his feet and then just crashed into the ground. That was. Yeah. I like. I, I went back and watched this week the Dillashaw uh, Gabrant uh, fights. I really like that series. You know, I think Dillashaw's on suspension right now, but I like to see those. I like to see those two jump back in the ring for a third for a third matchup. Uh, but I thought the fights were good, man. I enjoyed them. Yeah, like I said, I caught the undercard, and some of the undercard was pretty good. I didn't get a chance to catch all the main events. I uh, watched the main events on replay. I didn't see them live because I didn't pay yeah. the sixty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> so. Nunez impressed me as always. She does. I and I was impressed by Spencer as a whole. I would love to see them actually go at it one more time, just to see if Spencer could land one and just and I'd say get lucky, but basically anyway, get lucky and see what would happen if she staggered Nunez. I would love to see that. Um, but at all those fights, though, you know, which one was your favorite, Mullins? Um, I would think. What was your favorite uh, fight? Your favorite yeah, knockout, too? Yeah, the Garbrandt. I mean, that was that was a good fight. Um, you know, it went in, what was the second round that he knocked him out? Yeah. So it was still really good. And right up to that point, and, it, and it, just that punch was just so beautiful. Just, so <laughs> I, I just can't get away from that. That was awesome. I mean, Newton, the Nunez Spencer fight, uh, that was great. But the fact that it, and, and everybody, and I was kind of watching some tweets as, as I was what, or, uh, listening to the fight. And everybody was like, oh, she's just toying with her, toying with her, you know, make it last longer. And I'm like, that's a dangerous game to play if she really was playing with her because it only takes one slip and yeah. Spencer could have knocked her butt out or yeah. gotten her into some kind of a hold. That's yeah. all it takes. So I don't think Nunez was really playing with her. She might have been holding back a little bit just to not hurt Spencer, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But – but I don't think she was toying with her. It, it, Spencer's just hard as a rock. Yeah. Cook, do you, you have a favorite knockout or favorite fight? Oh, I think Galbrandt was the, the best knockout of the evening for me. That was just devastating. Um, the Nunez-Spencer fight I liked a lot as well. Um, I did enjoy that. I watched it on the replay. I enjoyed that fight. But like I said, it was just – I don't know if she was toying with her or not, man. I just think she just couldn't knock her out. And, she, you know, Spencer yeah. had a good enough defense to keep her off her to keep her from getting into a hold of any kind. I think that was the – it was just a, a long, tedious. It was almost like watching a uh, a defensive struggle, a, a six-three football game. Right. Yeah. If you like, if you like yeah. defense, you like seeing that that ground and pound, then that was probably the best thing for you. If you don't like that, then you didn't probably enjoy that fight too much. If you're looking for the flashy knockouts, then you weren't going to get that in that fight. But it was a good fight. I, I actually enjoyed the UFC. I'm glad that uh, Dana White's got it going on. I see that they've got 
uh, UFC 252 set for a uh, Fight Island. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so in debate about that one. I'll tell you, but okay, I'll tell you what. I, going into UFC UFC 250, I was somewhat underwhelmed with the fight card. I really was when I saw the fight card come out and I saw the main event come out with Spencer and Nunes. And I saw I knew that Spencer had taken a blows with cyborg and had came out not say came out above but you know she handled her own mm-hmm. i was a little underwhelmed with that card i really was i said like, is gonna knock her out let's take it round. this thing's gonna be over the main event's gonna be done i already know what's gonna happen why are we doing this and when spencer last landed all those rounds i was quite impressed with her and the main event was way better than i anticipated so kudos to spencer for putting on a show for us because i do yeah. appreciate that because i thought second round this girl's gone she's gone just give Nunes the belt let's go home because I, you're just wasting my time at this point dana white but yeah Kudos That's to Spencer for stepping in. Well. Yeah, exactly. Right? I Spencer was going to go in there, and I was just like, doo, doo, doo. we're just going to we're gonna play around the first round, the second round, boom, 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 we're going to knock her out, we're going to go home. That's all I thought was going to happen. And that didn't happen. Spencer held her own. Kudos to her. And, yeah, so. So I have a question for you, too. Talk to me. So, the MMA stuff going on, and watching what we saw happen. You saw some. You saw a submission, and you saw a knockout. Yeah. You had to be taken out. You want to be knocked out or taken out by submission? That's a tough choice right there. Goodness gracious. Honestly, I would rather be knocked out. Just boom. I don't I don't want to see the punch coming or the kick coming. Just bam. Put me out. I'm done. What about you, Bones? I'm thinking I would oh man, that's a tough choice. Because you don't want to ever give up. But if your yeah, arms that's are about the thing to about snap, that submission, man, it's it's almost like they've like they've they're making you yeah. it's, you're not punking out, but they're almost like punking you out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, I I'd probably have to go with the knockout too. Just yeah, we'll make that a clean sweep. I want to be knocked out also. I don't want to be choked out, or or, yeah. or even worse, like oh god, I feel like my arm's gonna snap in half. Yeah, I get, yeah, I don't, that I, would be worse. Uh, <laughs> I'd rather be choked out than have my arm break. I think. I don't know. Uh, the choke out would be even worse. I think the absolute worst because you know the guys just sitting there whispering in your ear, go go to sleep, go to sleep. Because that's happening. That's you know, <laughs> go <yeah>. night night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, what's that so. movie? Um, Tom Hanks was in. The World War II movie, Saving Private Ryan. That, oh, you know, yeah. that, oh, that yeah. guy stabbing him with a knife. Yeah. Oh, uh, every time I see that scene, I can't watch that part. I can't watch it. I have to move. You fast forward. I can't watch that part. <laughs> see, I, absolutely nuts. I actually watched that movie. I love it. I, that that whole scene right there. I like it because it's real. Because that's probably exactly what happened. Uh, is that that whole slow thing? That personal combat, fight to fight, like that. Uh, but it, I like watching it. It freaks me out at the same time because that's exactly probably how it is. It's that personal of a fight, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But same thing. I love that movie. I can't get into that, though. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to <laughs> Carrie's stat of the week. I look forward to it all the time. Here it is, people. Carrie's stat of the week. Bring it, Carrie. All right. We, we already talked about uh, baseball season being uh, cut. Uh, 76 games or 89 games. If it's 89 games, then my stat's not going to be – too impressive basically i went back i wanted to know what were the shortest seasons were okay so uh outside of the 94 95 season which was a strike season uh that happened just after the break um or the all-star you know the mid, mid halfway through uh outside of that the shortest game or um seasons w- would have been back in Let's see. What is this? Eighteen seventy-seven. Oh, I was close. I said eighteen eighties. Okay, yeah. go ahead. 18, 1877 had sixty games. Uh, eighteen seventy-nine had eighty-four games. So, eighteen eighty-three had ninety-eight games. 
So, I mean, if they, even if they go with 89 games, we're talking – even during World War One and World War Two, they still mm-hmm. had more games than what is going to get played this year. And these guys are whining. I mean, wow. come on. Just get out there and play. We need sports. All right, Cook. I don't let you have it, dude. Go ahead. You have the floor. Man, I – I think it's just time to put up and, you know, let's play some ball, man. Let's, let's cut the nonsense out. I would say I would like to see them get a little more creative with the season. You know, if they want to really put the hammer down, all right, screw you all. You know, you're, you're not going to get your 40 games either. We're going to take all the teams. We're going to put them in a bracket. Uh, best of three series all the way out. Let's go. Okay. Go yeah. I mean, I see- 150 years and, you know, we haven't had a season like this. And so that's what these guys are going to be known for if they keep yeah. this up. <laughs> My my problem, what we talked about before, and I'm not going to get into it too deep, but we, is the fact that the greater good, there's a greater good sometimes, right? There's a greater good. Baseball is a, it's a, it's a game, right? It's a game, and you have the privilege of playing a game every single day as your career, as your job, and you'll be involved with it probably most of these guys for the rest of your life in some sort. Front office, you know, running camps, you know, do various things, you know? So in my head the greater good is play the game, you know, play the game and get over it. But I'm with cook. I would love to see something very interesting that they do with this. Instead of just playing 89 straight games, I would love to see something very interesting just to captivate us because right now you're losing a lot of baseball fans. So captivate us with something. So in any ways, how are you going to, if you start going up to 89 games, you're not going to fit this thing in, man. There's just no way they've got to start now and they don't have their, their ducks in a row yet. So yeah, let's just do something entertaining instead of screwing around. Yeah, I agree. So, Kerry, stat of the week, everybody. Thank you, Kerry. All right. Stat, Kerry. Hey, let's go to round number two. Round number two. All right. NBA approved the 22 team format to finish their season. Say somebody got it together, right? The NBA Board of Governors voted Thursday to approve a 22 team format to restart the 2019 2020 season, July 31st, in Orlando, Florida, under the plan Western Conference team, the 13 Western Conference teams, and nine Eastern Conference teams to play eight regular seasons. Uh, seeding games in a possible play-in tournament for the eighth and ninth seat at Walt Disney. The play-in tournament will include eight nine teams in the conference. Uh, in the uh, what you call it? And uh, are y'all guys excited about the NBA season coming back? Well, first off, if uh, Mickey Mouse and Goofy aren't the referees in these games, then I don't want to watch. Hey. You have to have it. I'm going to stop the show right there. (laughs) Right there, we're going to stop the show. I'd like to tell everybody good night, and that's where we're going to go home. (laughs) Are you excited about the NBA? I'm excited about the NBA returning. It's going to be weird to watch it, though. You know, I know there's going to be no fans or no family for the first round, and then after the first round, they said they'll allow family to be there for the games. Excuse me. So it's going to be interesting to see. Is it just going to be like them looking like they're playing in a high school gym? You know, what's it going to look like? You know, is it just going to be empty seats? Are they going to pump in music? I, I, I take that back. I did hear that they're, the debate is that they're, um, they're working with 2K Sports to pump the 2K Sports uh, sound that they use in their video games into the games. Wow. Uh, that's, that's weird. But, you know, that is whatever. Weird. They're going to figure it all out, I guess. It'll be interesting. I'm excited the NBA's back. The 8-9 seat thing, that's a little twist. I think it's kind of cool, you know, whatever. I'd like to see them do something a little more different, kind of like we talked to the NBA or the uh, Major League Baseball. I've been telling you from where I go, I wanted the NBA to do a 30-team seat up just like uh, the NCAA and just call it good. We're going to do a 30-team bracket, top two teams in each conference, get a bye, and let, let's just go a single elimination, one game each. Let's go. That's what I, I like, wanted. I kind of like that idea. I like that format. It sounds interesting. You know what I'm excited for? I am excited for the NBA to be back. Uh, 
in a quasi kind of way. But I'm hoping that the the the, the pictures that the Korean baseball uses, those guys, I hope those guys shoot <laughs> to the Walt Disney and they put them right? in the stands. That's what I'm, that's what I'm excited for. Let's call those guys up and say who colored those guys because I need about ten thousand of them to put into the Walt Disney Arena. Can we do that? That's what I'm oh, excited you know about. If it's right Walt there. Disney, it's all going to be Walt Disney characters. It's okay. Right? It could be. It could be the South Korean, you know, Mickey Mouse or whatever. I mean, I'm assuming they're the same. You know, you have right? Mickey Mouse sitting next to Luke Skywalker. Ooh. Or I how don't about care. how about the stands from those pod races in uh, the the uh, Star Wars movies? There you go. Yeah, there you e- go. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited. Somebody put some, you know, paper paper people in the seats and have some fun. So that's what I'm excited for. Now I am excited for a return. I thought I thought the NBA went too far with this whole let's oh let's everybody play fair because Damian Lillard's a baby and let's you know let's throw 13 Western Conference teams in there, make everybody happy. Now we have to add somebody else in there. So the only thing I hate about it is the fact that we're so accommodating. We're so accommodating. We can't just say, you know what? These are the eight teams. These are the eight teams, how we left the season. We're going to give everybody a chance to warm up. We might play a couple of games just to make sure that, you know, everybody's ready to go. And if you don't want to play because you're not part of the eight teams, then you don't have to play. Your season's over. That's fine. And be done. I wish somebody, Adam Silver, had the balls to do that. Instead of being, oh, like, I'm so sorry, Damian Lillard. Let, let, let me do I something so I can you. help you so I can help you feel better about yourself. Let me help you do something like that. Like the uh, guy doesn't already have enough money already. So exactly. And I think the, you know, the eight, nine seed thing, they have to be within four games. I mean, come yeah. on, four games. I mean, that's, yeah. what is that? Yeah. If it yeah. was a game or a half game, sure. But they only have to be within four games of the eight seed. What are you going to yeah. do if you have, um, you know, three teams tied for the ninth seed and they're all within four games of the eight seed? Then what are you going to exactly. do? Exactly. You make it you make it harder on yourself. Just be like, hey dude, I'm sorry. It is what it is. You're you're not in the eighth seed. Uh you're a grown man. You're gonna have to deal with it. You know, Handle that's your what it is. In the regular season, like you should have been doing, and you wouldn't be worrying about this. Crap. Exactly. That's why I don't like this format. It's the only thing I don't like about this format. Everything else about coming back, sure. But I don't like the format because we're just a bunch of babies and we have to accommodate every freaking buddy all the time. I don't know why that is. I'm not stealing I'm stealing your thunder cook for your rant of the week. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good, man. Roll Shoot. with it. It just pisses me off to no end. These all accommodations all the time. Goodness gracious, Mullins, you say something because I'm about to get mad. Uh, I hope Goofy. Who do you think's got the favorite? I mean, you think the besides the okay? Well, let me ask you guys this. You know, besides the top favorites, you know, obviously the Lakers and the uh, Clippers and uh, Milwaukee. Who who else do you think has uh, got the shot at winning this thing? Oh, the Mavericks are going to take it. Wow. Oh wow! Okay, let's pretend that's. Vegas, real. Vegas says, <laughs> hey, they were actually playing pretty decent this year. Come on, Vegas says that the Rockets have the fourth best chance, which I find oh. that quite interesting. You know, but you know, I forgot that you know they were playing that small ball too going into the uh, into the break, the COVID break, whatever you want to call it. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And have you seen these reports and these pictures of a uh, of a uh, James Harden? Have you, have you uh, seen what he's been doing? Does, he's been, does he not have a beard anymore? What is it? I know. Dude, the dude's been working out to get better shape for uh, the small ball, and he's lost like 20 pounds. Holy moly. Uh, yeah, he looks, like a, he looks like a stick. Someone's going to break him. You do realize they're not going to win, right? Because Mike D'Antoni is the head coach, right? Well, I, they're not going to win. They're not going to win. They're not going to win it, but it's going to be interesting to see what Harden's going to look like on the court. No. The, only, the second best team that I think has an awesome chance outside of the Lakers and the Bucks and the Clippers – I think that the Celtics are a dark horse, and I give the next dark horse I get behind that is the Raptors, dude. The Raptors, I think, are for real. I want the Raptors to repeat. So, 
<laughs> I don't know about That's repeating. What I, want. I want them to win and repeat. Well, if they win, they repeat, right? Well, yeah. They, they won do. last year, so yeah. I want them to repeat. I want them to win this thing, man. Yeah. And I, want I know them, you do. When they do win, I want them to point at the, at the screen and say, in your face, Kawhi. Oh, shoot. Wow. With that, let's go to the rant of the week because I want to get mad again. So let's go. Cook, this is your 56, 56 cents of the week. Give it to me, man. I'm sick and tired of Dalvin Cook. Because he has your last he has, he has your last name. Last name yeah. He has your last He's name. doing the Cook name wrong. <laughs> this dude needs to shut up, sit down, and play the ball. It's just like everybody else, man. I come into the league. I've got my four-year deal. Now, granted, he's making $1.3 million this season. I feel bad for the guy. He can't pay his electric bill this month because he's making <laughs> $4.3 million this year. You know, he's gonna, he wants an extension. He wants an extension now. But that's not how it works, dude. If the team gives you an extension, great. Maybe they just want to franchise you, you know? Lux mm-hmm. WU, you get a $35 million contract for one season. Good Lord. Shut up and play ball. Quit, yeah. quit the baby, quit the whining. Same with Dak, the whole back pay thing. Dak. And all these no. other guys, you know, Zeke's sitting out. He had two years left on his damn contract, and Zeke sits out saying he wants an extension. He can't be sitting out saying you're not going to report. If, if I were the, if I were the Vikings, man, I would – if I had the money, man, you would not want me as an owner because I would franchise your ass and sit you on the bench and want to let you play it down. I'd make Ooh. you sit there and watch the rest of the team play, and I'd make you dress for the game, and I'd make you sit there on the damn sideline. I'd wow, you make making dress? I would Marcus Allen your ass like the Raiders did. I would sit your ass on the bench in a full uniform and not put you in the game. Dang, dude. Woo. Shut up and play ball. Woo. You're going to get okay. your money. They already said they're going to pay you. They already said <laughs> we are going to pay you. We are going to get you done. It has to happen in the proper time frame when we get the salary cap done, so it may happen at the end of the season, but you're going to get your money. They have a history of paying – hell, they gave – Kirk Cousins, $86 million guaranteed contract. They're going to handle mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. They're going to take care of him. Shut up and play ball or sit your ass on the sideline and be quiet. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay, they said – he said he wants a reasonable extension, which what I understood is like just below Le'Veon Bell money, which is about twelve to $13 million. Is that a re- – to me, that's, that's not, reasonable. not reasonable. That's not reasonable that's at all because you haven't done money. anything. That's you top of the market anything. money. It's top of the market money. You're not top of the market money back. Great. You're a good back. You're a good running back. I will give you that. You're a good running back. Yeah. You're not a great okay. running back. Nope. You're not an exceptional running back. You're a good running back. Well, have, let's another, get on this. have another great year this year, and oh, then yeah. we'll yeah, talk about having great money. But right now, shut up, man. It, it, it's it's the same situation as we have with Dak. I mean, what have you won? Nothing. So until you prove your worth, don't be asking for extensions. You signed the contract that you signed. Play it yeah. through. Now, I did listen. To, I, I listened to this part of it today because I was really interested. Right? Someone did. Someone was pointing out that on their depth chart. I mean, basically, it's him and there's nobody else. I mean, is that good leverage to play, Cook? As far as this is on your rant is concerned, or you're just like, you know what? You need to just don't even worry about it. No, they got Madison. Madison, isn't it? Isn't that guy? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I put him in. That dude played well last season when when Dalvin Cook was out. He played very well. Okay. I'd, I'd saddle him up and say, let's roll, man. Okay. I mean, he, he was hard. Madison ran hard. He ran, he's a hard runner. He's not like Dalvin Cook with speed, but as far as a downhill hard runner, he runs hard. So, I'd, 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 I'd call him on his bluff, man. I would go with Madison and, and get rolling, and if he wants to come back and play, then let him come back and play. I'm not paying him anything until, this, until the season's over, though. And then if I feel like he's justified, I will pay him the money that I think he deserves. But don't be doing this holdout crap before your contract's even up. It's your rookie deal. I love it, dude. I love it. And he's right, going to get paid. He got the same money as Dak, too. You know, they get the little slide, their side paychecks from the NFL. If they outpay their, perform their, uh, their rookie deal. That's they why do. it's there. Yeah. So shut up. Get out there and play <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> it. Dude, I think I need you to be a general manager somewhere because I just need you to make this happen, okay? Just figure it out. Start applying for jobs and just see what happens, okay? I will do that. Cooks, I, ran I, of the I week, everybody. 
I'll apply for the Texans one when Bob's gone. (laughs) Let's go to round number three on our topics today, guys. Hey, uh, so Texas A&M regarding team play in the fall. What is this? Made their announcements uh, about some things going on and some impacts they're going to have. I saw that today. Uh, So what are your thoughts, Cook? Well, I saw that they, they went ahead and they tested all the athletes. Yes. Every one of the athletes has been all 500 and of the 500, I think they had five come back positive. Yep. Yeah. So they, they actually anticipated a higher number than that, but only five tested positive. And of course those five were asymptomatic. Um, so I find that, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to me how these COVID tests have been so hard to get a hold of, but all these sporting agencies have just ass tons of COVID tests where they can test everybody <laughs> every day all season long. But you, the, the dude down the street from here can't go get a COVID test. Uh, fever. He can't go get a test to find out if he's got COVID or not. So it's interesting to me. But yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. You know, I, I keep hearing that. Um, I also read a stat that they said that uh, A&M able to fit 50,000 st- uh, people in the stands this season for a game yep. as well, according to regulations and the protocol. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, what's going to be interesting and you know, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time is what happens during the season when someone tests positive? What, what do you do when, when you do have a positive case? Is, is it that person the only one who gets quarantined or anybody he came in contact with? How are you going to handle that? That's what, I'm, that's what I want to see. I want to see how all these teams handle that when it takes place. Yeah. Mullins, give me your thoughts, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad these guys are getting back. Uh, so today was the first day that they were allowed to voluntarily um, come back in and they can meet with their strength and conditioning coaches. Um, mm-hmm. and the head coaches, uh, Jimbo Fisher said that he was super excited to be able to get, to see these guys in person again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he says, you know, he's been in contact with them, you know, uh, with zoom meetings and such, but you know, the face-to-face react, uh, interaction is, is priceless, especially when you're talking with your, your, your guys, you know, you're trying to get them pumped up, ready for the season. You know, you, you gotta have that face-to-face. Um, so I, I'm super excited about them getting back in and getting ready for the season. Um, and then like Cook says, you know, even if they can only have 50,000 students or fans, you know, in the stands, that's way better than nothing. So that's a couple of questions I have for you on that too. What do you think? How do they decide what 50,000 get in? You know, you've already got, how many season tickets is A&M have? It's going to be a fight. Are they going to do a lottery to figure that out? Or is it the the biggest owners are going to get their tickets first, obviously? Well, yeah, those Uh, guys, I guarantee you, those those guys guys are going to do it. And then how many students are you going to let in? You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how they figure that out on that part of it. Uh, And one thing I want to see, I want to see the NCAA step up and go, you know what? I know June's a dead period where coaches can't talk to players. It's usually just uh, strength and conditioning coaches only. They were out for so many months. Drop it. Let the coaches talk to the players this month. Why not? Yeah. Why, why can't you have them in there and go ahead and let them let them go ahead and have a couple of, uh, you know, a lot so many hours a week for them to be able to do stu- uh, film study, too, if they want. Why not? I mean, they missed out on their spring trainings. So why not let them yep. have a little bit of time voluntarily? Make it voluntarily. Don't make it, you know, where they have to do it. Yeah. But allow them to do it if they want to do it and allow them to have access to their coach if they want to have access to their coach. I think it's stupid not to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, but it is I agree. NCAA. Oh. It is. They they are all over the place. So I was excited to you know hear about some of these things uh, that A and M announced. Uh, as far as the court, their protocols and everything, it's gonna be tough. I mean, you're in a locker room. I mean, if one guy tests positive and you're in a locker room, that's gonna be hard to hold down because I'm thinking, God, you, I mean, you're within, you know, God, you're within what at least 15, 20 people within a short distance right there if you test positive. That's the thing that worries me the most right there is how they're gonna handle that. And you can't separate that locker room unless you go into somebody else's locker room. Um, but 
as, as a whole, I hope things go well for college football across the board. Any of the programs that are coming in that are trying to play a season, I hope they do. Because, I mean, those guys that are really trying to make it to the next level, they, they only get so much time, right? And you lose the eligibility. I don't, I don't want that to happen. So, um, yeah, that'd be interesting to see what happens with once we start getting close to the playoffs, right? Say, yeah. you know, you get an SEC championship game and it's a play-in. And you know the winner of the SEC championship game is going to make it. You know, and on Wednesday, you find out your center tests positive for COVID. Yeah. Before the championship game. How, yeah. many, how many people are going to sweep that under the rug? If he's asymptomatic and they're like, screw it, we're not going to say a word, he's playing. Or exactly. if, he, if, he does, if he does test positive, you know, does that team go into the, against the other team missing 40 players? You know, Ooh. how does that work out? You know, that's going to be interesting. It will yeah. be interesting. So we could go down this rabbit hole a whole lot, but I'm going to throw one more topic at you guys. I have to sneak this in right before the show is over, okay? Uh-oh. I don't like this one, okay? But I'm, I'm just curious about your thoughts, okay? So this is right off the cuff, okay? So I watched Jalen Jacoby today, and they were talking about how players are objecting to certain statues and things on campus. I'm not going to get too far into this. Uh-huh. I don't like our show to be political, okay? Yeah. I don't want the show to be very political, okay? But – he is saying that some of these athletes are, are should be a whole lot more enlightened and will stay away from these Southeastern Conference teams because of their buildings and facilities or statues that are located on campus, in particular on the AM campus, the Sol Roth statue people have been talking about a lot. Okay. So he's saying that some of these players are going to start going to more historical black colleges or universities. Do you buy that at all, Cook? I don't know, man. I, I don't know what – It'll be interesting to see. I would. I'm going to bet that it's going to take one major athlete to do that. And once that one major athlete does it, then I think you could see a trend. Until someone major does it, though, as has, who has an option to go anywhere they want to go and chooses to make that decision, then I don't think you're going to have that. I think the guys, you know, you may have some guys who who are borderline uh, SEC players or borderline, you know power five conference and be like, well, you know what, I'm going to do this. And maybe they make it a political statement at that point saying, well, I'm going to do this because of this when actually they really didn't have the opportunity. But if you do have one of those guys that comes in, it is, is just a stud five-star recruit and says, you know what, I'm going to do this. Then maybe it will start a trend. Possibly. Okay. Well, is he buying to this at all? I don't think it'll start a trend. I think you'll see maybe a handful of people do it possibly, but these guys are smart enough. No, they're talking about their, their careers. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they don't go to Alabama and they ended up going to um, uh, Prairie View A&M, mm-hmm. they know that's a bad move for their career. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that's a sellout. A lot of people might say, that. well, that's a sellout. No, it's not. It's these guys' livelihoods, their family's livelihoods. Mm-hmm. All of that is on the line. They got to mm-hmm. do – what's right for them. Now, whatever that may be, you know, only they can tell that. So I think you'll see a handful of guys, but I don't think you'll see a bunch. Okay. I, I tell you this, it'll happen. If it happens, it'll be very short lived because they're going to realize, Holy cow, I'm not on TV every other Saturday and I don't get the exposure that I just normally get. And I might still get in the draft and I still might make it. But as far as being a top 10, you know, top first round pick or, you know, into the second round, mid second round pick and making that rookie contract and everything, not going to happen. All of a sudden, the money's going to talk, and you're like, oh, that's why I went to the SE school, C school, because they have all that money over there. That's right. I forget about it. All that TV exposure. Same thing in the Big Ten, and the ACC, and the Pac-12. I have all these things. I forgot about that. Oh, that statue over there. Does it mean that much anymore? Because now I'm going to be a first-round projection after three years, and now I'm going to be in the NFL. So 
ta-da, everything's going to go back to normal all over again. So and, and, and I, will say, I will say on that as well, the people you hear talking about it are not in college. Correct. It's not the players in college. You hear the, the professional players talking about it. Yeah, they've already made it through college. They already got their money. I heard, I'm not going to get into the names, but there is a wide receiver who's no longer playing in Houston, playing in a different city. He says he refuses. That's why he refuses to mention his college's name at the, at the yeah. beginning of Monday Night Football because yeah. of that. Well, if it bothered you that bad, I mean, did you know about it before you went? Did exactly. You know, did you know it when you got there? Why was it? Why wasn't an issue big enough to bring it up when you were there? Or bring it up. Mm-hmm. Bring it up instead of just saying you're not going to say the name. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, we'll see what right. happens. Yeah, and that's is. another thing. Why? Why not go to the school and then bring light to what you think is wrong? And if people agree with you, then you might be able to make a change. Yeah. You know what? These guys, I, 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 I a lot of kudos to these guys out there playing ball for the university. I know they make money for the university, you know, but if things like this mean a lot to you, they should mean a lot to you beforehand. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be something like this that all of a sudden like, Oh yes, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I'm on the board too. That, that, that mob mentality or that, you know, you don't get on the train with everybody else and not thinking for yourself that bothers the mess out of me because you should have thought about that before you walked in the doors. If it was that important, don't do that. To, don't jump on the train just to jump on the train. Don't do that. You know, that's what bothers me about this whole topic. Okay. I'm going to leave you back with something fun before we leave the show because I don't want to end on that way. Okay. So I just worked out today. Okay. Tell me your top three places. If you want to destroy your diet or cheat your your diet on a cheat day, guys, I know it's mostly all pretty disciplined. Oh, where do you where do you go, Mullins? You're gonna go first. Oh man, the top three. I'm gonna have top to say, three um, on the border. Okay, love on the border. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Okay, and uh, Olive Garden. Olive Garden. Love me some oh, pasta, good. man. That is good. Pasta definitely is good. All right, Cook, yeah. man. Tell me your top three places you're going to destroy your diet at, man. I don't really have places. I'm going to give you foods, though. Okay, that'll work. Give me chicharronas with some queso and meat. Yeah. What? I'm all about that. I will tear that up like <laughs> nobody's business. <laughs> I didn't even know you did that, dude. Oh, man. I will tear that up. That is, okay. that, that is that is a diet blower. And it's a little different for me, too, because you guys know I had surgery, so my diet's a little different. I can't right. indulge in some of the things I normally would. Yeah, oh, but the chicharrones, man, I can I can handle that. I can do okay. that. Okay. Uh, Manly, mine's Mexican food, man. Give me some, uh, give me some crazy uh, fajitas too, man. I'm all about the fajitas and throw all that stuff. I know it's not as, you know, outrageous as some things, but that's pretty outrageous for me. Yeah. Um, and then uh, one of my favorite things to do, and I, I recently did this. I was talking to Mullins on the phone about it yesterday when we were talking. I go to Bucky's and I get their bucket of cheese and sausage. Oh man. You can't beat that. Are you, about the, are you talking about the thing in the cup? Yeah. yeah. They're bucket oh, of cheese and good. sausage. That cheese and it's cheese, yeah. sausage, and, and pretzels. Man, that's right there. That's my that's my jam, man. Really? I, oh. I, that's number two on my list, man. I take those chicharronas though with that uh with that queso <laughs> and meat first over <laughs> anything, and I will tear that up. I would make myself sick eating that stuff, man. Mm. Now, before surgery, I think one of my favorite things to eat of all time was that mm. that, uh, that spaghetti stuff that uh, cu- cu- uh, Mullins made, man. That stuff was oh uh, chicken spaghetti. Yeah, uh, chicken spaghetti is good. Ago. I can that distinctly remember sitting in Mullins' living room watching uh, Emmett Smith breaking the world record or breaking the NFL rushing record, thinking that my gut was going to explode <laughs> on his couch. <laughs> right. Oh man, yeah. uh, stuff's dangerous. Oh, my stuff? Oh, dude. Okay. I got three things. Okay. They're very distinct. Okay. I, this is not a particular order. It's, it depends on the day, right? 
So uh, I'll just start it off. Waterburger, Waterburger, oh, yeah. Waterburger with a, a but with cheese, bacon, add jalapenos, large fry, a large Dr Pepper, dude, man, I am in heaven. I love that. I might not eat anything the rest of the day because it might make me through all the way, but I love that. Just it's just so Texas, right? The second thing yeah. is barbecue. Oh, dude, I will tear up some barbecue and hurt myself on some barbecue, whether it's stuff I made at home or if I'm going somewhere, but it's got to be good. It's not like going to Rudy's yeah. or going to CNJ's, no offense, CNJ's. Um, but, you know, Truth Barbecue and Brenham, you know, the LJ's and Brenham, uh, 1775 here in College Station, those guys are the real deal. I love eating that. And then, of course, the last thing is Mexican food. It doesn't matter what it is, it could be breakfast tacos it could be enchiladas it could be fajitas the chips and the salsa destroy me and then i still eat and then yes. you know i put down with the sweet tea too so those three things man and i i love destroying my diet every once in a while i forgot about the green sauce from casa ole <laughs> i could put that into an iv bag and just inject that straight into my veins i would, I would do that but I can't eat chips. However, and I will, this will this will make you laugh. So, so. okay. I found, I found some chips that I can't eat now. Oh god, cauliflower. Uh, They're cauliflower chips. Uh, <laughs> I eat them. I got some cauliflower chips, man. It could, Golly. I, was, I was eating some chips and salsa today with my cauliflower chips. Wow. Uh, I think we should spend it for a week, Mullins. What do you That's think? It. Yep. I think He's he should be spending for a week. He is. You're gonna you're gonna dress though, and you're gonna yeah. be here, but you're not gonna participate. Yeah. Okay. You're not gonna mark us out on me, man. <laughs> I, I accept my paycheck. <laughs> you're gonna be there, and uh, we're gonna do mute you. That's right. We're gonna mute you the whole time. I want to ask Mullen just to mute you, and that's it, man. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Uh, okay. One more thing on top of that. So, what do you finish your meal with? If you're destroying your your whole diet, what are you finishing with? Is it chocolate? Is it ice cream? What do you finish it with, Mullins? Oh my God, ice cream! Ice cream? Uh, Blue Bell homemade vanilla ice cream. That's my okay. all-time favorite. Okay. And key lime pie. It's Ooh. it's a, it's really close. Sometimes I mix the two. Okay. Okay. Cook. We discussed this last week. I'm not a big sweets. Oh, I don't God. eat sweets, no. but I will say no, this. No. And I can't eat sweets really that much now. Just, I can't just eat. show just show me your Russian tattoo. It's be now. Okay. Cauliflower yeah. ice cream. But I will say this. Pre-surgery, okay. my favorite dessert to eat would be a slice of buttermilk pie Ooh. with vanilla ice cream on top of it. Oh, Ooh, that's good. Buttermilk pie. I can't, pie eat, I can't eat that stuff anymore. I can't eat it anymore. But before surgery, buttermilk yeah. pie with vanilla ice cream from Bluebell. Uh-huh. That's good stuff. Good okay, mine's mine's bluebell also. It's uh, it was pralines and cream until I found this thing called Cookie Two Step, and oh, Cookie Two, two Step has that Oreo in it, and it's got the cookie dough in it with the with the homemade vanilla. Yep, dude, yeah. Even us, that's a small container can go real fast. Right, it's so uh, complicated. <laughs> Why is it uh, it's complicated? It's, you what, said it's what? got it's Oreo cookie with cookie dough and yeah, something and vanilla and vanilla and, vanilla. The, and the vanilla. Yeah, it's good. Right. It's not complicated. We talk about that's the like the best three things you can put together in the world. There's nothing complicated about that. All the so, best three things in the world. Oh, uh, it is. It is the best three <laughs> things in the world. Okay. All right, guys. That's our show tonight. You can catch us on our Facebook page, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Off Our Game. You can also email us at offourgame at gmail.com. Mullins, any final words? Yeah, Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse better referee those games. Uh, Cook, what is your final word? I got two things. I'm going to drop a bow on Dalvin Cook, 
And then after oh. that, I'm going to eat me some cauliflower chips. <laughs> <laughs> this was that. That's the show, guys. We love it. Come again for the next episode, and good night. <laughs>